Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. Okay, what are we talking about this fine spring evening? Yes, it's spring, has sprung, and everything's melting. And everything's popping up like prairie dogs. Yeah, we love the prairie dogs. Uh, Not. Not. Okay, so the pledge, then a Frederick Bastiat quote, the war on Christianity, what is the EU up to? So we have to, Brian, when I found this out, we hope we have a segment, what is the UN up to? Now, since all of the stuff with Brexit, what is the EU up to? They're, they're triangulating new people to bring into their sphere. EU. It's kind of scary, and we have to we have to talk about it because unfortunately we are involved in this global minutia. More marijuana news because we didn't get to it, and this day in history, if we get to it. All right, Patriots, hand of a heart, face the flag. Get on a flag. Get a flag or make one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <clears throat> Why is this, what does this mean here? Oh, because I'm putting them, um, I'm going through the quotes and putting them in before each show, so I don't have to do it. So I have, I'm making a notation to myself that this is a new qu- quote. Uh, might want to put note to self. So I know. Oh, your allergies are flaring up. Well, it's spring. <sighs> oh, and ladies and gentlemen, there's no such thing as super pollen. Remember that we saw that? The, the super pollen. I even wrote it. What's uh, super the, pollen? They, I read an article also on it. They're claiming because of a global warm climate change. Now, it's super so, so, pollen. Oh, all right. Oh, oh, oh. First of all, you have to say man-made climate change. 
Climate change exists because climate changes. Trust me. Come live in Montana for a while. Or, or Florida or Texas. All those places. Like boom, 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 boom. Weather changes. Has nothing to do with man, however. Now it's super boring. Except, except the fact that our government purposely changes the weather. That it, that it is man-made climate change. And yes, they do manipulate the weather. We've covered that. All right. From Frederick Bastiat, the law. The mission of the law is not to oppress persons and plunder them of their property. Even thought the law may be acting in... Oh, God, really? This is a quote. You know, you got to be able to get the quote right. Even though the law may be acting in a philanthropic spirit, its mission is to protect property. And again, it's like what we keep saying here. Elastic band, snap the band, there ought to be a law, forget it. The per- only purpose of law is to protect per- property, person and property, that's it. All this stuff, well, we got to have speeding laws, why? Well, if I go one mile over the speed limit, what have I done to you? Nothing. Therefore, there's no violation of the law. But what if I'm five miles under the speed limit and I run into you and damage your property and person? Ah, now there's a crime. But wait, I didn't break the speed limit. And yet I still damaged your property and person. There's a crime. Oh, I went through a stop sign. Up, oh, I went through a red light. Up, oh, but nobody got hurt. Up, there's no violation of the law. Feel me? Up, I had two glasses of wine with dinner and drove home. Nothing happened. Nobody got hurt. There's no violation of the law. Understand? There's no reason for DUI laws other than the government wanting to make money. You cannot pass laws to make people change behavior. That's what the left does, my fellow Christian conservatives. We do not social engineer using government. You want people not to drive drunk, you teach them why they shouldn't drive drunk. You reach out to them. You try and get them help because obviously they're an alcoholic. And there is a difference between having two glasses of wine and being a drunk. And having arbitrary 0.05% alcohol, 0.05%, my lord, I could gargle with Listerine and blow more than 0.05%. Get over it. One people's tolerance to alcohol is not the other's. Me, for example, I grew up on alcohol. Since I was a baby, I was getting spoon-fed alcohol. I could drink beer all day long and it doesn't affect me. But, but, I would still blow over the limit for out, for being drunk, but I'm not drunk. Now what? See, now I get penalized, but I haven't really done anything wrong. I bet I could blow .10 and outdrive you in an obstacle course. 
I've tested this. <laughs> I can. Uh, again, arbitrary laws. It doesn't matter if I'm, why did we need DWI laws? Before DWI laws, if I was swerving all over the road, I'd get pulled over by police because obviously something's wrong with me. And then if I was drinking, they'd discover what was wrong with me was I was drunk. Then they'd arrest me. Take me to the drunk tank to sleep it off. Then in the morning, they'd bring me back to my car so I could go to work. And yeah, that'd be a fine. Maybe. I can't remember. But that was it. But if I wasn't swerving all over the road, they wouldn't pull me over. Why? Because there's no reason to pull me over. What, did the, what has DWI laws done to stop people from driving drunk on the road? Absolutely nothing. They, how come there's people with five DWIs? And what do they do after they give them a ticket for a DWI? Oh, they let them drive. Okay. They do this not only with citizens of these United States. They do it with illegal aliens all the time, Brian. I know. How many times have they, they Drunk captured? Drunk DWIs, numerous DWIs, like five, and they then. They end up killing somebody while driving drunk without a license, being an illegal alien, numerous DWIs still. And again, so what do DWI laws solve? Nothing. I'm using this because it's the most emotional example I can pick out. I know I'm freaking everybody out. That's why I'm doing it. You need to think about this. All laws that don't have to do with a person damaging person or property are are improper laws. They're improper laws. They're not supposed to be on the books. Uh, Isn't that what he said in his quote? That's exactly what he said. That's why I'm talking about it. I know. Unbelievable. The the other thing that I'm glad you brought this up. I might bring it up. Well, I might save it. Now, let me bring it up. You're talking about laws and changes. Where we live in Butte, if we where we live on the top of the mountain, the nearest town, the nearest city is Butte, and when we go down to the mountain, we go into a truck stop. It's a major hub, major major hub off the mountain, and on both sides are gas stations and. It's I a mean, major hub on an interstate. On the interstate, right? For truckers and because it's got a truck stop, a McDonald's and two, showers, two different major gas stations with. Fast food restaurants, blah, blah, blah. Casinos, the whole bit. So there's stop signs everywhere. And everyone knows, I've been down there a million times. You stop, you wait for the other person. I've I've been here 12 years. And and I don't give a crap if someone rolls through the stop sign. Doesn't matter. Nobody, if there's nobody there, doesn't hurt anybody. There is never, in the 12 years I've been going up and down this mountain, ever, and my neighbor as well, have we ever seen an accident down there? Not once. Or even heard of one. Not once. But now there's got to be, because they're going to put it as a circle. Oh, they call it a roundabout, right? Turnaround. No, they didn't call it a turnaround. At any rate, uh, it's a, it's a traffic circle. I don't know why we need new names for it. That's what it's always been called, but they, they call it a roundabout. Uh, traffic circle. 
Now people are going to get confused. Yep. But it's better because there's no stop sign. Again, assuming nobody that, was complaining about the stop sign. Again, assuming that we the people are complete idiots and our betters know better. Not only that, the poor people that stop there with the signs that need to ride or, or panhandling, nobody's stopping now. So that's that's gone. Yeah, we have hitchhiking is legal here in Montana. Yep, sure is. And they're always hitchhiking with their doggies. And until recently, uh, you could have an open container of alcohol while you were driving in Montana. <clears throat> but just recently, thanks to a bunch of transplants, they stopped that. Now you can't have a beer on the way home from work. A nice cold beer. I used to always do that, even though it was illegal in New well, York. Well, didn't they but... also stop the passengers? Of no, them they tried. Oh, they they tried. failed. See, I, everywhere else you can't do that. You can't have an open container even if you're a passenger. That is such a crock. Now, where do you get off doing that? I'm a passenger. I ain't driving. Why do you get to give me a ticket if I'm a passenger because drinking they beer? they considered an open container law. That's what they told I don't to give it. a crap. What if I'm walking on the street? You can't do that in most places either. No, you can't here in Montana. I know, but in most places you, you can. can't. I just said that. I know. And you said Utah is really restrictive because my when I... You wrote, can't even have alcohol in Utah. When my neighbor, not my neighbor, my ex-boss, her, her son was, uh, what do you call it, going to college in Utah. And she went out there and, you know, he's over 21. And him, him and his friends, they went out to a bar. And she walks outside the bar, you know, and they're hanging out because they're all having cigarettes. And she's drinking. And he's like, Mom, what are you doing? She goes, what do you mean what I'm doing? I'm drinking, having a cigarette, drinking a beer. He goes, you can't do that here. She goes, what do you mean? I can't walk out of a bar. I'm not driving. He goes, you cannot have an open container. She's like, what? Because she was born and raised here in Montana. She's like, what? What is my open container doing to anybody? I know. I had it out with a New York City cop because I was waiting outside uh, a concert hall in New York City. And I had a beer in a brown paper bag I was drinking. whoop de do. <laughs> a cop actually came over to harass me. He's like, what's that? I'm like, lemonade. He's like, let, let me see. I said, no. It was like, I want, I want to know what's in the bag. I said, do you have a warrant? He said, I don't need a warrant. I said, I think you do. He says, throw it away. I said, it's my personal property. No. My friends are going, Brian, just throw it away. I'm like, no. He has no right to, he has no right to harass me just because I'm drinking some form of liquid on a sidewalk. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not, bothering anybody hence what bastiat warned about laws and hence what we talk about snap the rubber band yeah he didn't realize that if he had if he had arrested me for that he didn't realize what he was getting in for not only on me but i was also a new york city paramedic at the time so uh you just you don't arrest people from emergency medical service for stupid stuff like that you you, you know the higher-ups don't appreciate it. But, yeah, that's... Why would a cop waste his time coming over and harass me for nothing? I mean, that's really a nothing burger, right? As long as I'm not drunk and I'm not harassing anybody, I'm not being disorderly, just leave me alone. Again, this is... that, that These are the kind of laws that just harass people. If you're not doing anything wrong, leave people alone. 
But this is what people don't get. Well, we don't want people drinking beer in public. Why not? What do you care? You allow people to smoke cancer sticks in public. That's far worse because that smoke goes everywhere. My beer isn't flying all over in your face, is it? Just a a small example of laws that shouldn't exist. Again, I wasn't damaging person or property. Therefore, there is no crime. Therefore, leave me alone. This is how we all have to start thinking. That's common law. And we were guaranteed to live under common law. Not English common law. Common law. Well, they were English subjects. That's what they really meant. No. They were English subjects. That's right. That's why they didn't want to live under English common law. They knew what English common law was. They wanted real common law. Not the perversion called English common law. They would have said English common law. So, yes, I just blew that whole argument out of the water. Now, didn't I? They were very precise in using their words. They had a whole special committee called the Committee of Style. After they were done debating what they wanted, they sent what they put down on paper to the Committee of Style, and they put it down on paper in proper legal terms so it was clear as day. They wanted English common law. They would have said English common law. They didn't. <clears throat> All right, moving along. The war on Christianity, and yes, it's a real thing. Bite me. <clears throat> Man. <clears throat> From World Net Daily. California lawmakers are proposing a change in the state's mandated reporter's law that would require pastors to notify police if they believe parents are failing to provide enough emotional warmth for their children. Talk about a segue, everything I just said. What is wrong with that paragraph? Come on, class. I just gave, I just gave a lecture, and I just gave you a question. A material presented. What is wrong with the paragraph that I just said after what I just gave you as the material? California lawmakers propose a change in the state mandated reporters law that require pastors, first of all, to notify police if they believe parents are failing to provide enough emotional warmth for their children. Is that the government's place? And do they have the right to tell a pastor that they have to work for the government as a as a minister of the government? You know, and I hated that too as a nurse. I had to sign that I was a mandated reporter because yeah, of yeah. But being that's a nurse. different. Uh-huh. That, that has to do but with But that's abuse. still what well, you still shouldn't. No, you, government has no power to I make know. you a minister of the court. I know. Um, this is no you can't force people to do things because you want to that government doesn't have the power to force people to do things against their will they legally so who and who decides what's enough emotional warmth you ever see the left-wing kooks 
You know, never be enough emotional warmth in the world for them. And they wouldn't believe in the uh, notion of sparing the the rod, spoiling the child, now, would they? No, they don't believe in corporal punishment at all. Any physical punishment's out the window with these people. Enough emotional warmth. My Lord, my father and Uncle Lou would have been in serious trouble. Emotional warmth. That was something that wasn't real big when I was growing up. Or attention. Ditto. Or normal living experiences. Here we go again. Uh, we did a whole thing about those kids. They were living in a school. They were living, I think, I believe a school bus, wasn't they? And they didn't have running water. They didn't, they didn't have, uh, regular, you know, sewage. They had an outhouse. Blah, blah, blah. The water was from a well. Blah, blah, blah. And they ended up like surrounding them with SWAT because the kids weren't being brought up right because that's no way for children to live. They had a roof over their heads. They had electricity when they needed it. They had some place to go to the bathroom. They had water. They had food. They had clothing. But the government said that wasn't good enough. How do you, how, how do you give people this kind of power? How do you give government this kind of power? The core, the law currently requires teachers and others who have an ongoing relationship with families to con- contact authorities with suspicions of child abuse. No, nothing could go wrong here. People that have a beef with somebody wouldn't abuse this, now would they? Because what it says, other people, I mean, every single solitary medical personnel that you come upon has to ha- has this power to do this to you, as per these laws. Any ongoing relationship, so friends, families, social worker, anybody you have in contact with—that's what that means. Anybody, you're you're being finite. This is infinite. You're wrong. It's not just about those people. You're trying to equate it to your experience. It's beyond your experience. This is anybody who has an ongoing relationship. Anybody. Friends, family, co-workers, medical personnel, teachers, social workers, anybody. Landlords, neighbors. What if you have a falling out with your sister? And she's a real biatch. She decides she's going to get back at you. So she's going to report you for suspicion of child abuse. That's how easy it is. Now you have to deal with the whole shebang. They're going to investigate you six ways to Sunday. They're going to go through everything about you your whole life. They're going to turn your life upside down because your little biatch sister uh, is just biatch, and that's all. And that's how simple it is. That's It happens every day where already this stuff happens every day. The proposal has caught the attention of the Pacific Justice Institute, which has launched a petition to reveal opposition to the plan. 
The organization is targeting Senate Bill 360 by Senator Jerry Hill, a Democrat, which would classify without exception clergy as mandated reporters. Again, where, first of all, where do they get the right to tell clergy what they can preach? Second of all, now they're telling them you're mandated reporters. It, w- it was already crossing the line when you did that medically, in my opinion. Now they're doing it to clergy? Where's the, isn't this a separation of church and state issue? I know it doesn't exist in the Constitution, but since the left says it does, and in their world it does exist, and in California it absolutely exists to them, in the world of the People's Republic of California it exists. How is this not a violation of the separation of church and state? Isn't this the state not getting directly in bed with the church? Telling clergy they have to, what they have to do? In a given situation, isn't that a violation of the separation of church and state? Certainly is. In a very perverted way. This is amazing. It's separation of church, everything with the left is, until it has to do with them. You have a First Amendment right, you have a First Amendment right, right, until you don't. They always have it, but you don't. Wow, this is amazing. I don't understand these people look themselves in the mirror in the morning. This is this is the most horrific thing I've ever heard. It would trigger criminal prosecution if they do not immediately report suspected child abuse or neglect. I can't wait for them to do it the first time. If I was a clergy person, I would, I would purposely violate this law. Purposely and dare them to prosecute me. I would say I will never, ever tell the state anything about my parishioners. And I'm stating it clearly now in violation of California law, blobbity blue. Now do something about it. Go ahead. Prosecute me. The whole country be up in arms. Go ahead, California. You better secede from the union because you aren't getting, we're about tired of the union. You're not getting away with this crap anymore. Even the night circus is getting tired of you. That's pretty bad. And that's okay. Trump's been replacing the night circus judges. Oh, yeah, there's been a bunch of vacant seats he's been filling in the oh, night Oh, yeah, circus. he's got two already filled. The lower courts have been, it's more than two, the lower courts have been getting filled by Trump. But, I mean, in the night circuits, there's two. There's, no, 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 there's more than two. Look it up. In the ninth circus, there's more than two. It's starting to freak out the Democrats because he's taking their guarantee. Power. No, their guarantee decision-making they can go always go to night circus and get the decision they that want. That they want, yeah. Judge shopping. They're taking that away. He's taking that away, and that's starting to freak him out. Uh, so this is getting interesting. This I I I can't say this school that didn't matter before even the night circus would uphold it, but the Supreme Court would overthrow this, even if it would be a five to four. It's a definite overthrow. This this could not make it. You cannot say to a clergyman, 
you have to reveal things about your parishioners that goes against your vows as a clergyman. You can't do that. There's a, there's, there's a secrecy between, like Catholic, the confessional, but there, there's one-to-one confessions in other denominations as well. It's not so, so much the confessional, but there is a, an understanding that you will not tell anybody these bad things when I come to you for counseling. You, you can't say I'm going to report you to the state. No one will talk to you about anything. Number one. Number two, you're, you're violating that confidentiality. Uh, I'm sorry. This is not going to fly even in California. This is going to, this, I don't think this bill is going to get passed. And if it does, it's going to be fun to watch. But I'm going to go to a soft break. It's your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain. Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail away from all the other Republicans with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead, well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 855-219-7934. 855-219-7934. That's 855 855- 219-7934. Attention business owners. We know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for right now so if your right now list includes a new building call the right now company general steel 800-917-8251 800-917-8251 that's 800-917-8251 if you're suffering from hearing loss stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of listen clear a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. 
Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs alcohol and bad influences with the fmla people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it call quit drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 that's 800-377-1456 Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800-910-8231. 800 Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of one. All right, go back to this uh, People's Republic of California trying to tell clergy that they have to rat on their parishioners. However... Pacific Justice lawyer Kevin Snyder pointed out two difficulties. Priests in the Roman Catholic Church can be excommunicated if they reveal confessions, and many other churches have similar standards for their clergy. Snyder also noted that the state's existing definitions for emotional abuse are so inclusive 
that a pastor or youth pastor would be required to tell the government if parents seeking counsel are suspected of so much as failing to provide warmth, attention, or normal living experiences for their children or teens. First of all, who decides what's a normal living experience? I don't want my kid being brought up like uh, people in California think is normal. What do you think of that? I think people in California should all be arrested for child abuse. What do you think of that? Just for living in California. See, it's all a matter of what you think a normal living experience should be. I think you should live under the United States Constitution, and no one in California does. No one in this country does, but California? you got to be kidding me. They're, they're like a hop, skip, and a jump away from People's Republic of China. Wow. Yeah, normal experiences. Tragically, the children most at risk... Here, here's, here's another thing. Are, so many kids today are being raised by grandparents. Is that a normal living experience? Would that be considered a normal living experience? Or how about being raised by homosexuals? Is that a normal living experience? It's certainly not normal by any stretch of the imagination. But this thing could be targeted to anything. But certainly homosexual transgenders shouldn't be allowed anywhere near children. That's not a normal living experience. How are they going to juggle that one? There's nothing normal about it. How about single parents? That's not normal. Supposed to be raised by two parents, a man and a woman. That's normal. What about single parents? Oh, go. Guess the state's going to take the children away. Tragically, the children most at risk of experienced sexual abuse are those already under California's supervision as foster children. Instead of addressing its own abject failure to protect those directly under its care, the state is rolling back long-standing legal privileges in a way that would actually make the problem worse, he said. The legislation is not just misguided. It is blatantly unconstitutional, said Brad Dacus, President of Pacific Justice Institute. Imagine the outcry if the legislature tried to do away with attorney-client privilege. The clergy-penit privilege stands on the same footing and is an essential component of restorative justice. The state's Senate Public Safety Committee already has approved the bill on a 5-0 to zero vote, which said it, which sent it to the Senate Appropriations Committee. Approve on a 5-0 to zero vote. Welcome to the People's Republic of California Circus. In a letter to Hill, Snyder wrote, Senate Bill 360 places California's clergy in peril of violating the sacred trust that their faith requires or face prosecution. It's not even a, it's not even a decision. It's not even a question. Any real reverend, any real clergyman would go to prison. 
Gladly. That's what you do. A tragic irony arises when ministers find themselves in a position of damned if they do and damned if they don't. No, this is not true. This is only damned if they do. Damned to hell if they do. Not damned to hell if they don't. Only damned to go to jail or whatever else fines and jail time or whatever else they're going to do with this. That's not damned. That's just going, that's going to jail for your religious beliefs. That's, it's a no-brainer as a clergyman. I wouldn't even think twice. So again, this, uh, not written by a very uh, religious person, doesn't quite understand. It's not a damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's only damned if you do. In some, the bill cannot be reconciled with the First Amendment for the guarantee of the free exercise of religion will not allow clerics to be gored by one of the other horns of that dilemma. The letter explained that ordained youth pastors frequently counsel teenagers or their parents who seek help to navigate family conflicts. This could include a mother and 13-year-old daughter in a fiery argument over the amount of makeup or length of a skirt, he said. Or the young teenage boy who finds himself distraught because his parents will not support his decision to come out as gay, homosexual. Ordinarily, a pastor listens to confession of sin, explains the application of religious texts, provides counsel and comfort, and gives direction on how to make amends. Should the clergy penitent privilege disappear from the legal landscape, young ministers must immediately determine if the level of family tension falls within the government's broad and amorphous meaning of emotional abuse, the letter said. In removing the clergy penitent privilege, the bill mandates a betrayal of confidence in violation of a traditional religious duty held by clergy. In order to protect themselves, parishioners and the penitent preachers will say, don't come to us with your family problems. The state has, the state already has infringed on religious rights by banning the counseling of teens against same-sex inclinations and ordering pro-life crisis pregnancy centers to promote abortion. The counseling law is in in the courts and experts say it is unlikely to stand. The abortion law already has been rejected by the U.S. Supreme Court. The letter explained the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that lawsuits cannot be maintained, which would require the disclosure of the confidence of a confessional. The privileges between priest and penitent, attorney and client, and physician and patient limit protection to private communications. These privileges are rooted in the imperative need for confidence and trust. The First Amendment also compels that privilege, it argued. Consider this, the letter continued. The government entities and officials define abuse and neglect with such breadth that the ordinary turbulence of family struggles, the legislative analysis office wrote, 
that under California law, emotional abuse is non-physical mistreatment resulted in disturbed behavior by the child, such as severe withdrawal or hyperactivity. The Los Angeles Department of Children and Family Services defines emotional abuse as failure to provide warmth, attention, supervision, normal living experiences. First of all, I don't believe people in the Child and Family Services understands any of those things. Just for my research on all the cases and how they've treated families and children and how the foster system deals with children and how they lose children and how children die and how children are sexually abused within that system. I'm sorry, it is it's not better to take someone out of a home, abusive home, and put them in an abusive government system. And it's not an improvement. How about Kelsey Briggs? From the S O Shaded Press. There's at least one area of agreement among conservative, centrist, and liberal leaders in the United Methodist Church. America's largest mainline Protestant denomination is on a path toward likely breakup over differences on same-sex marriage and ordination of LGBT pastors. Well, there's nothing in the Bible that would allow for LGBT people to even go to church. Ordination is a clear abomination before God. Wow. It's a no-brainer. Shows a complete infiltration of the church. The differences have simmered for years and came to a head in February at a conference in St. Louis where delegates voted 438 to 384 for a proposal called the Traditional Plan, which strengthens bans on LGBT-inclusive practices. A majority of U.S.-based delegates opposed the plan and favored LGBT-friendly options, but they were outvoted by U.S. conservatives teamed with most of the delegates from Methodist strongholds in Africa and the Philippines. Many believe the vote will prompt an exodus from the church by liberal congregants, congregations that are already expressing their dissatisfaction over the move. Goodbye. But again, this is why I'm against organized religion, politics. Why do you need a, why do you need delegates? Why do you need congresses? Why do you need all this? All you need is an understanding of the Bible, which they obviously don't have. Instead, they have all this. How do we get more people into pews? How do we get more people to tithe? How do we get more money? Suddenly, all they care about is balancing books and and putting money in the bank and 
blobby blue and the Bible goes out the window and they become secularized. That's not spiritual. It's a, but that's what happens in organized religion. And it tends to become corrupt and corrupted as this has, obviously. Methodist, Baptist, same thing. Many believe that it's going to cause an exodus. I would have already left. Oh, yeah, I have left all organized religion behind. I, you know, if I lived in town, I might be able to find a church that isn't uh, infiltrated by this garbage. But uh, I don't. Well, you'd be competing as a minister. Because <laughs> the minister would tell you what's what. You'd be like, yeah, well, I might okay. start my own church. Like, dude, I'm a minister too. <laughs> I might start my own church. But uh, I, this is my church up here. This is God's cathedral right here. 7,000 feet in the Rocky Mountains. It's beautiful. This is God's country right here. And this is my pulpit right here, right now. Some churches have raised rainbow flags in a show of LGBT solidarity, and that's good. They're telling you exactly where not to go. Pay attention. At least they're being honest about it. Don't go there. If you do, you're being honest about it. You're a sinner, and you don't care. We're all sinners, but if you don't care about being a sinner, you can't be forgiven. As Jesus said, go forth and sin no more. LGBTQ people consider it who they are. They continue that lifestyle as who they are. So they do not feel remorse and they do not stop. It's two requirements. Feeling remorse and no longer sinning. I just want to know, this this population is such a small population of our entire country. Why are so many people bending over backwards to accommodate them? They're so tiny. Evil. Either that or given, they're giving a lot of money to these churches. There's that, but evil. Birds of a feather flock together. Evil. Why do you think they allowed a televised public mass, satanic mass in Manhattan. Why Why would they allow that? But they did for the very first time. And now there's 13 satanic temples in the United States of America. Welcome to the end times. Churches are withholding dues payments to the main office in protests, and the UMC's receipts are down 20% in March, according to financial reports posted online. See, again, this is, this is the things they care about. You can't care about these things. These, these are not the things God cares about. They're not the things you're supposed to care about. You're supposed to care about God's word and let everything else fall where it may. You're supposed to trust God will take care of the church if the church takes care of God's word. Do God's work. Let the chips fall where they may. 
It's time for some kind of separation, some kind of amicable divorce, said James Howell, pastor of Myers Park United Methodist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, who protested a video assailing the proposal for its real meanness. The UMC's nine-member judicial council convenes a, a judicial council, really? This is, this is what you consider a church? All of this turning into Islam. Sharia courts, Methodist Judicial Council. What the hell? What about the wonderful, uh, the show we watched last night? Uh, what the heck was the name of it? Not, it's not Blind Spots, the other one with the spader in it. Blacklist. Yeah. And uh, his uh, bodyguard, Spader's bodyguard. Yeah, I know. And the, and the, and the Muslim. But look what the imam it, said, right? You remember what he said? Uh, try not to. He literally said, asked him if he was doing these deeds to... He said a lot of things that was complicated and you're not going to remember all yeah, of it. So and, get to the bottom line. And he said that... Well, in Sharia law, if you're doing stuff, our, the highest thing is to help somebody, to, is to preserve life. That's it. In Sharia law, the highest attainment is to preserve life. That wasn't what he said. Actually, it's, I'm, it, it, but I'm not quoting it. I know. That's what he said. It's not, no, it's, it's not exactly what he said, but um, it, it's important to get exactly what he said because it was her- horrific, but. It, it doesn't matter. It was obvious, it was opposite of what Sharia law is, which is what they always do. It's about love or something like that. I, I don't know. He said a lot of things and it was, it's a lot of stupid about nothing. It certainly wasn't about what Islam and Sharia law is. Sharia law is not about love and acceptance because it's just the opposite. Well, you said the preserving life as long as you you're preserving their life. Preserving, <laughs> oh, that was it. He said preserving life, and what he what he was not saying, what they were not saying is they were hiding the words preserving our way of life. They could kill people to preserve their way of life. They could murder people to preserve their way of life. Everything that they do, they could do to justify preserving their way of life. In other words, Islam. So it was only uh, just a change of playing words. That's all. It wasn't a lie. Sort of just like uh, what Islam does. But the left, even the writers of the left do the same thing. Amazingly enough. It did. I, I, you know, you're going to hear nothing but how wonderful Islam is now. And don't buy it. But I have to go to Briggs Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Well, I think my dog. And it breaks my heart to have to say that 
an ugly thing like that But there's a big old pile of evidence That all points towards the fact My dog might be a Democrat I pay for all his health care And I buy everything he eats I provide him with a place to live Just to keep him off the streets But he just acts like he's entitled Even trying to unionize the cat Yeah, I think my dog's a Democrat That I keep on display And every time Benghazi's on TV He looks the other way What difference at this point does it make? I know he's a liberal Even if he won't admit it He pooped on my living room rug And tried to tell me George Bush did it Some good times, and he's been fun to have around. But if he ever barks about my right to bear arms, I'm gonna have to have him put down. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? I pay for all his health care, and I buy everything. Government health, flea bitten Democrat. Dang it. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the President, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal 
of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. Was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End the story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. Uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. All right, Back to this craziness. Ah, this is a, I hate this topic. The UMC's nine member judicial council, it's a Methodist church. Convenes a four-day meeting in Evanston, Illinois, on Tuesday to consider legal challenges to the traditional plan, which does not allow the acceptance or touchy-feeliness of LGBTQness. If the plan is upheld, it would take effect for U.S. churches on January 1st. If parts of it are struck down, that would likely trigger a new debate at the UMC's next general conference in May 2020. The OMC's largest church, the 22,000-member Church of the Resurrection, with four locations in the Kansas City area, is among those applying for financial applying financial pressure. The lead pastor, Adam Hamilton, says his church is temporarily withholding half of the 2.5 million dollars that it normally would have paid to the UMC's head office at this stage of the year. We'll ultimately pay it, Hamilton said, but we want to show that this is the impact if the churches leave. Okay, what's, it's again like the, the stupid cockroaches up there. It's empty words. Who cares? Nothing's going to happen. They do care. <laughs> no, but they do, no, it, they do care is the point. If, if they, that church leaves, they lose that those millions of dollars. That's the point. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have to do with, like, really adhering to God. That's the point. Corruption of of the religion, organized religion, always ends up corrupted. That's why I, I deplore organized religion. To hell with God! Bring me the money! See, this is why they say rich, it's easier for a camel to get into heaven than a rich... He's with a camel to get through the eye of a needle, a rich man to get into, into heaven. Uh, it doesn't mean what you think. It doesn't mean just because someone has money, they can't get into heaven. It means that money corrupts. So, like this. You're not likely to get into heaven if you decide that money's more important than God and doing the right thing. It's the love of money. It's again misinterpretation and everybody just falls in line it is the love of money it is not money itself 
it's not evil to have money. It's evil to covet money. It's evil. It's greed is not about, uh, I want to have money so I can, I can provide for myself and my family and my family's future generate for generations. I want to be able to put money inside investments so that my family is taken care of for generations. There is nothing wrong with that. God, that is actually good in God's eyes, not evil. What's bad is if you covet that money and the money's more important than doing the right thing, than being a good person, than being and and more important than God. That's greed. Not the other. It is not greed to want to be well off, to not have to worry about where your next meal is coming from, where you, you're gonna pay, how you're gonna pay your bills, where how your kids are gonna have if they want to go to college, how you're gonna pay for it. That that none of those things are evil. If you want to open a business, if you want your your children to have more than you did. You want your family not to want for things. These are, this is not evil. What is evil is if you stop caring about God, if you stop caring about other people. You know, and we always bring up his show. I know we're pumping his show, but I know you love him. Dave Ramsey, he does a financial, uh, he has a whole financial, uh, what do you call it? What, I'm going to tell you right now. Yep. No matter where you are, if you really want to be a millionaire, you need to look up Dave Ramsey right now. But he he believes in what you just said in the Christian belief that he's very spiritual. Yeah, person. he's he says that you know um, wanting to have a, like you what you just said, but along the way, if you if you um, get yourself into so much debt that you can't get out of, that's not what God wants you to do. No. You know, he doesn't. And he also Actually, said... Actually, debt, is, debt ba- is bad. And he also, you know, the philosophy, his organization's philosophy is as you're crawling out and getting out of debt and then moving on and getting more money and getting more money, make sure you think of your fellow man along the way and how you can help them as well. Well, at a certain point. First, you have to help yourself. Not Charity right, begins right. at home. And, but he says, but and you, now you're out of it. No, no, but you, you still have to tithe. Right. You know, but anyway, it's complicated, and you should listen to Dave Ramsey <laughs> instead of us. But the, what you're saying here is no, not instead, as well as us. <laughs> I, but what they're saying, what you're saying here is that they're bypassing all that. You know, w- the tithe should. They're come trying from to you. say you should decide our way, or else you're going to lose this money, right? But also with the tithe, that's supposed to go. That you shouldn't be mandated by somebody how much you give to their church. You're mandated by God. Ten percent, but they, they don't even care. Don't give it to them. <laughs> yeah, they do. Where do you think the Where do you think five million dollars came from? It came from the tithes of the individuals. The cler The clergy doesn't tithe. The clergy doesn't have any money. They're like they're just like the government and all these higher ups and councils. That's all paid for by the individuals tithing. That's all a waste of money. It doesn't go to any charity. It goes to pay for all that administration. That's what I'm talking about. This is why our guys' religion sucks. This is why Catholic Church sucks. All that money could go to charitable works, and instead it goes for all that administration, all that secularized nonsense. That is not what's supposed to happen. 
That's why I would, I, I'm sorry, I would never be part of any giant organized religion like that. You could do much, much bit better work in a local single one room church than you could in these mega churches. All right. Uh, Hamilton is among the opponents of the traditional plan leading an initiative. He wants LGBTQ people to be accepted, be allowed to be clergy, blah, blah, blah. The traditional plan leading an initiative dubbed UMC Next that seeks to the best path forward for those who share their views. Clergy and activists in the alliance have met in Texas and Georgia, and a bigger meeting is planned for May 20 through 22 to the 22nd at Hamilton's megachurch. Hamilton, in a telephone interview, said two main options are under consideration. Under one scenario, many centrists and liberals would leave in mass to form a new denomination, a potentially complex endeavor given likely disputes over the dissolution process. Under the other option, opponents of the traditional plan would stay in the UMC and resist from within, insisting on LGBT-inclusive policies and eventually convincing the conservatives that they should be the faction that leaves under what's envisioned as a financially smooth, gracious exit. There's a sense that some conservatives have been wanting to leave for a long time, Hamilton said. They're tired of fighting about it. Formed in a merger in 1968, the United Methodist Church claims about 12.6 million members worldwide, including nearly 7 million in the United States. While other mainline Protestant denominations have embraced gay-friendly, homosexual-friendly practices, the UMC still bans them. Though acts of defiance by pro-LGBT clergy have multiplied, Many have performed same-sex weddings. Others have come out as gay or lesbian from the pulpit. Enforcement of the bans have been inconsistent. The traditional plan aspires to beef up discipline against those engaged in defiance. Traditional plan supporter Mark Tooley, who who heads a conservative Christian think tank, predicts that the UMC will split into three denominations. One for centrists, another oriented toward liberal activists, and a third representing the global alliance of U.S. conservatives and their allies overseas. It's a question of how long it takes for that to unfold, and who and how many go into each denomination, Tully said. A lot of churches will be irreparably harmed as they divide. Again, this is irreparably harmed how? Monetarily? Who gives a crap how many people fill the pews who gives a crap five people i'll still i'll still be there for those five people who cares scott jones bishop of the umc's houston-based texas conference says churchgoers in his region are divided in their views but a majority supports the traditional plan's concepts. I have urged all of us to love each other, listen to each other, and respect each other, even if we disagree, said Jones, who holds out hope that the UMC's desperate factions can preserve some form of unity. Anne Craig of Newburgh, New York, 
a lesbian activist who has advocated for greater LGBT inclusive inclusion in the UMC, thinks a breakup can be avoided, though she's unsure what lies ahead. We expect something new to happen, but what that change should be or will be has not gelled yet, she said. I don't think we're going to break up. It's not, it's so cumbersome to figure out a way to divorce. Oh God, it's Brexit all over again. Here's the way, here's the way it happens. Bye. The crisis is being followed closely at Methodist affiliated theology schools based at universities with LGBT inclusive policies. There are 13 UMC connected theology schools around the country. There's a lot of turmoil and distress, said Mary Elizabeth Moore, dean of Boston University School of Theology. We're trying to find a future that will be less destructive than we are now. Uh, The destructiveness comes from embracing LGBTQ people. Stop it. It is antithetical to theology. Stop it. They are the ones causing the problem. Stop it. Here to God's word. Stop it. From CNBC. There was no red carpet at Lake St. Louis in Missouri, but for the filmmakers promoting a movie about the power of prayer, it's a place that provides a reason to believe. The new movie, Breakthrough, is based on the true story of a 14-year-old, John Smith. Well, could they have a more uh, common name? (laughs) Who fell through the ice on St. Louis, Lake St. Louis, and was pronounced dead. Only his mother, played by Chrissy Metz of TV's This Is Us, believed not all was lost and started to pray. Met said, it's undeniable that something miraculous happened and that we still don't have answers as to why or how. You can't really deny that, literally, on the documents it states, patient dead. Mother prayed, patient came back to life. The message that prayer can work is part of what drew Metz to the story, I've seen it work so many times, not only in my life, but my friends, my family, she said. And I've used it throughout my life because I need to. With its religious themes of prayer, doubt, and even resurrection, breakthrough is what the film industry refers to somewhat despairingly as a faith-based or Christian film. Not to put a damper on it or anything, uh doesn't change anything, but I, I've seen EMTs and paramedics pronounce people dead that weren't dead. And you're not supposed to pronounce somebody that's drowned, that's cold, dead. You're not dead till you're warm and dead. So, I have a problem with this backstory. But 
they weren't trying to do CPR, and all she did was pray, and he came back to life, so that still leads to the power of prayer. I'm not trying, I'm just trying to say there's, I'm, I'm not happy with the, the first responders in this case. You know, and it's so funny, they, um, I've read a couple other articles, but I like this one the best. The, they they tricked all the secular people into watch, going to see this movie. They didn't realize. They just thought it was all, oh, oh, and they, you know, they thought it was about a disability and blah, 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 blah. And they, a couple of times, a couple of people walked out of the theater because they didn't realize that it was a, a faith-based film. <laughs> they got tricked. So why would they walk out? Because they're insulted by Christians. They are the majority. <laughs> I know. I used to have to do this too. Um, I when I was a nurse in the in the hospital, they had a protocol for when someone passed away. All these things you had to fill out this whole big form, and I had to go and I know it's I know it's arcane, but put the the mirror underneath the, their nose to see if there's any breathing. You got to keep it there for so many for at least a minute. Then you do three different types of pulses. Then you listen to lung sounds. And then you had to fill out this whole form before you could pronounce them dead to leave the floor. You mean heart sounds? Yeah. No, and lung. They, they wanted you to do lung. You had to do it for so long and do it on the side for so yeah, long. And- you, you gotta, boy, they really mess with you, you nurses. What a colossal waste of time. If you got no heartbeat, they're dead. Yeah, well, that's what they made us do. Good. Well, I checked for a carotid pulse. You ain't got none. You're dead. I used to go farther. I'd listen for a heartbeat. Yeah. Because you could sometimes not find, find the carotid, carotid pulse, yeah. depending pulse. on how fat a person is exactly. and, other, and other issues. Or muscular, too. Yeah, or other issues. But um, I, as a matter of fact, we're not taught to do that, but the, as an EMT, and I was with a, a fellow EMT that was from my class, graduating class. And in New York City, and uh, we we had we had a patient that was dead. And we came and we couldn't find a carotid pulse, and I, I don't know. I just for some reason I got this idea in my head to listen for a heartbeat, and sure enough, I found a heartbeat. So we. Bagged the patient, took it to the hospital, and the patient lived. Bagged him, bagged valve masses when you breathe for them. Uh, so, I didn't even get any credit for that, looking back. <laughs> You're supposed to get, you get life-saving medals every time you save a life. Uh, but, yeah, that was weird. It was like I was uh, inspired to do it. I, it wasn't something we were supposed to do taught to do or even talked about but for some reason i just was inspired to do it so you think about that where'd that come from atheist correspondent john blackstone asked Metz, have you ever worried in the entertainment business about being a person of faith it wasn't until people started asking me this question that I thought, should I be worried? I don't know. She laughed. I, I think I needed to be worried. Mets and the makers of Breakthrough hope their story will indeed break through and appeal to a general audience. 
The greatest story ever told has been told many times on the big screen. There's a reason the Ten Commandments is unforgettable. It's been on TV almost every Easter weekend since 1973. Adjusted for inflation, it's the sixth highest grossing film of all time. But those biblical epics largely faded from the screen. And then 15 years ago, Mel Gibson released The Passion of the Christ. The film was controversial and a must-see for the faithful. For Christians, it was a huge moment in which we said, my goodness, we can actually put our story on the screen, said Barbara Nicolosi, a film professor at Azusa Pacific University. Now, do you think the reason that Christians are so afraid to do anything or speak out or be bold like the rest of those crappy, secular, atheist, pieces of crap homosexuals is because they're afraid? Yep. Why are so many conservatives in the closet still to this day? What a lot of Christians didn't realize or think about with the passion was Mel financed that himself. He had the millions of dollars. Very few Christians have a lot of cash anywhere near that. And unfortunately, in this art form, you get what you pay for. But after The Passion, Hollywood was ready to put at least some money into faith-based movies. What followed was a wave of religiously-themed projects made by Christian filmmakers. Some were hits, movies like Fireproof and Facing the Giants, made for less than a million dollars, but made an awe-inspiring return on investment. They intended to please their mostly Christian audience, but often not the critics. But after The Passion, Hollywood started paying attention. Faith-based films like Fireproof and Facing the Giants made on small budgets brought in big money. And they pleased their mostly Christian audiences, if not the critics. At Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, one of the largest Christian universities in the world, Brent Cole and his classmates are learning the art of filmmaking. Blackstone asked Cole, are there movies that have given faith-based films a bad name? I think in the past, faith-based films have been made, have been made by pastors, but they're not really artists, he replied. And I think that's kind of a given, that's kind of given us, you know, a bad image in a way. Because you have a corny dialogue, or it's made more for Christians who are already Christians. At Liberty, a day on a, a day on a movie set begins with prayer. We pray for the performances. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. For the past two years, the student driven productions have actually had theatrical releases. We're studying the art. We're studying people who have come before us, whether they're Christian or non-Christian, because good film is good film, said Cole. Ruthie Grumbine is studying to be a cinematographer. I know this is where God wants me, and I know he wants me here in film. So just having that as like a ground will definitely help me out, she said. Recent changes in the film industry may help me too. There are more Christian production companies, and high-quality equipment for movie making is getting cheaper. Technologies changed a lot, said 
Stefan Schultz, the director of the film school at Liberty University. Now you can actually go make a movie, reach out, reach your target audience and be successful on multiple platforms. Platforms like Pure Flix, a streaming service like Netflix for Faith and Family Films. Movies that provide an alternative to Hollywood's sex and violence that Christian parents like Lisa Solaris say are not right for their children. Solaris told Blackstone, I'd rather have them spend their two and a half hours watching something that's going to benefit them and something that's going to strengthen them from the inside out. And we've gone to see, of course, Miracles from Heaven. Miracles from Heaven, starring Jennifer Garner, was made for only $13 million. I love how people think only. Well. It's, it's, you, you're used to, once you get used to something, it's an only. Like, oh, we're only $23 trillion in debt. <laughs> trillion. We, we never knew there was a, a word trillion. I did. Wait till we get the Googleplex. Look it up. Well, but brought in more than $73 million at the box office. Its producer was Bishop T.D. Jakes. I've always been interested in film, he said. I've always been interested in teaching through stories. And I think that's kind of congruent with what Jesus did. Jakes has made 10 movies, including the Christian mega hit Heaven is for Real, starring Greg Kinyar that brought in more than $100 million. But on Sunday, you'll find him at his Dallas megachurch, known as the Potter's House. Blackstone asked Jakes, so here's, so here you'll preach in a movie. You're not trying to preach? I'm not trying to preach, he replied, but I am trying to convey a message. A message he hopes to deliver to those who may never go to church. From an evangelical perspective, there are more people in the theater on Friday night than there are in the pews on Sunday morning, Jake said. So you have a huge chance to reach a wider array and a different demographic of people with a message of positivity. With faith films like Breakthrough, getting larger budgets and attracting a big-name talent, Christian filmmakers may finally be getting an answer to their prayers. Amen to that. Okay, we're going to go to break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The 7,000 migrant caravan crossing Mexico, marching toward our border. Dangerous illegal criminals like cop killer Luis Bracamontes don't care about our laws. America cannot allow this invasion. The migrant caravan must be stopped. President Trump and his allies will protect our border and keep our families safe. America's future depends on you. Stop the caravan. Vote Republican. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. 
Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800 910 The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. Ten an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456, 800-377-1456, that's 800-377-1456. If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try ListenClear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. ListenClear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call ListenClear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. Attention business owners. We know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for 
right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company, General Steel. 800-917-8251. 800-917-8251. That's 800-917-8251. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 855-219-7934. 855-219-7934. That's 855-219-7934. Okay, and welcome back to the Aguabra Radio Show. Hour half of two. All right, we're going to the EU, which just rhymes with P-U. From World Net Daily, I warned everybody not to join the EU, especially the UK. I, you did when it was forming, I mean, years ago. Before I was on the radio when I was a blogger, I actually had people from the UK come and thank me for actually doing exposés on Salon. These people were bad players. Everybody involved in creating this were very, very bad players. And I said it was going to be nothing but totalitarian central statism, and it was a bad idea. It's going to turn what was already horrible so-called democratic socialism in Europe into something much worse. But they went anyway. And here we have the EU from World Night Daily. An expert in international politics asks how long the European Union will be kissing up to the mullahs of Iran while the Islamic regime floods Europe with terror plots and assassinations. Majid Rafizadeh, a Harvard-educated political scientist, which is obviously a Muslim, board member of the Harvard International Review and president of the International American Council on the Middle East wrote about the issue at the Gatestone Institute. We need to deport all Muslims. I know you think you think that's like ridiculous. It's not. You have no idea these people are the enemy. They are the enemy. We are literally at war with Muslims, and they are literally in our country, fighting against us every day. Look up Takia. I know it rhymes with Takilia, 
And it it should, because that's what it is. T-A-Q-A-Y. Oh, my God. All right, I can't remember the spelling right now. I, uh, I hate Islam. Just look up Silent Jihad. This is what it's, that's what it's about. Look up the three stages, the three stages of Silent Jihad. He said that more, the more the EU appeases ruling clerics of Iran, the more it will also empower them to continue carrying out terror and assassination plots on European soil. How long will the EU continue its misinformed, dangerous policy of kissing up to the mullahs? The EU, instead, for its own security, would do better to suspend its business transactions with Iran for a while, uh, in, in, that is in violation of United States sanctions, by the way. Commit itself instead to putting a stop to the Iranian government's unending rapacious behavior. His concern stems from the EU's reaction to President Trump's declaration of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as a terror group. The designation imposes restrictions on who can interact with the Islamic nation's IRGC. While President Donald Trump may have his critics, his hardline sanctions are the only kind of political message that Iran's leaders can understand. Okay, now this confuses me in geopolitics. Oh, no. Well, you said, and we've always said, a declaration of war, get over it, libertarians, um, you're idiots, only can come from That's Congress. True. A because, declaration of war. Right. Can only come from Congress because it puts the other nations on notice. It, yeah, but the president doesn't need a declaration of war to make war. Okay, but what about... He put all these sanctions, and these countries are going behind our back and still dealing with Iran. How does that fit into that? There are consequences for violating the sanctions. It's up to the United States to enforce those. But that's the that that's the rub. You are, what are you going to do about the EU violating the side? What you know? I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. I know he's doing something. Maybe trade. Maybe trade. Uh, I, I don't know. I know it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to get uh, trade sanctions, but it's supposed to get uh, trade tariffs for violating the sanctions. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and nobody's reporting on it, so let's read the article and maybe they'll tell us. Okay. No, they're not going to. My other question is... Well, thanks for reading ahead. The EU is... It's an entity unto himself, so it's not like each individual country is doing it because the EU is doing it. That's what makes it complicated and sticky. It's not complicated. They're allowed to have individual trade. Neither are the states, and I wish they'd pay attention. The EU makes the trade agreements just like the national government does, not the states. Too much of that stuff's going on in this country. States making trade agricultural trade agreements. Montana does it. 
You don't get to do that. That's a violation of the Constitution. Yeah, but who's representing, like the EU is representing all these countries, so we have to go out each Just country. like the, the national government represents all these states. There's no difference. Do you understand now? No. They're nothing more but states in the in the European Union. So we couldn't put sanctions against them. We'd have to put sanctions against the There's EU no as a whole. There's no reason to bob no, tra- tariffs, trade tariffs. I mean, but what? Do we, how can we punish the EU for going behind our backs? Trade with, tariffs. But then we'd have to do that in each individual. No, sta- we don't have. Country. You're not allowed to have individual countries. trade agreements with the countries within the European Union. You have to deal with the European Union, the central government. When I when they say European Union, it's like saying the national government of the United States. And when we say we're going to trade with the United States, it doesn't mean the individual states. It means the national government. Nespa. So how would we do that? How would we punish the EU? They trade with us. You put tariffs on their goods. Okay. Still don't get it. You block their goods. Coming into force last November, Trump's secondary sanctions have hit most of Iran's major industries, including oil, shipping, and banking. Rafizadeh wrote, now, wait a minute. You just said okay. That means that you didn't understand what I said. Because if you're sanctioning the EU, then you're ultimately sanctioning all the other countries. Ultimately, yes. Just like you're ultimately sanctioning all the other states. And it's not a sanction, it's a tariff. Three times I said that. Iran has the sanctions. They violated the sanctions against Iran, which prohibits them from trading with Iran. Therefore, they get trading tariffs against them. The EU is the central government. That's who you deal with. You do not deal with the individual European Union states, nor do you deal with the states of the United States of America. You deal with the United States government. Same thing. Get it? Now I did. I said that three different ways. I'm just going to kill myself. I'm just going to kill myself. (laughs) Commercial relations with all blacklisted entities are prohibited. Anyone who trades with Iran can no longer trade with the U.S. This policy may seem harsh. Oh, see, now they went all the way to the last option, I said. First, it would be tariffs, and then it would be blocking trade. They went right to blocking trade. This policy may seem harsh, but... It is well-informed and ultimately can significantly damage the ruling cleric's ability to carry out their aggressive goals. This policy may also win the U.S. back its leverage, he explained. The the EU, instead of supporting sanctions, moved uh, with the other direction, he explained. Iran's latest acts of terror in Europe reveal that those leaders who are appeasing Tehran, despite its terrorist plots are most likely damaging their nation's national security and leaving their countries more vulnerable to the Iranian government's violent behavior. 
Ever since the nuclear deal, Iran's destructive actions and its own surrounding region have also increased, as has its funding and arming of known terrorist sects or military groups. These include Hezbollah, the Houthis, and Hamas. The militant group's indiscriminate firing of rockets into other countries has made peace in the region impossible, he said. He said the EU's move was unfathomable, but it has been taking the side of the Iranian government and rejecting longtime trading partner and ally the United States. Trump's heart of line followed his abandonment of the so-called nuclear deal with Iran negotiated by Barakas Hussein Obamanus. The EU is using loopholes to work around the U.S. sanctions. But Rafiz Adeh argued the assassinations and terror attacks by Tehran continue. In recent years, a series of four assassinations and terrorist plots across Europe were traced to Tehran. They include a foiled, a foiled a terrorist attack in Paris, Germany, in July of 2018 that targeted a large convention attended by prominent speakers, including former House Speaker Newt Gingrich, former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and former Canadian Foreign Minister John Baird. In another case, French officials believe the Iranian regime was behind a plot that was foiled with the arrest of an Iranian diplomat and several other individuals of Iranian origin. And like the French always, they're going to be the last to realize that... They're the enemy. They appeased Germany, Nazi Germany, right until they were taken over. French never learned from history. They're morons. If the EU does not change its position and continue its support of Iranian leaders and the nuclear deal, Rafsid Adeh wrote, Tehran's aggressive policies in the Middle East will persist, and Tehran will keep on pursuing its subversive agenda of attacking Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states via Yemen, Israel, through Syria and Lebanon, and the U.S. via Venezuela. I will say I suggest you stop, because regardless what the EU does, Trump is going to ratchet it up a notch. And you're not going to like the ratchet. Every time he ratchets it up a notch, he's going to squeeze it a little, you a little tighter. Until he just drops another big-ass bomb on your ass. There's one thing I'm going to say. I can tell Muslims are have an incredibly low IQ. They can't learn a damn thing. Not even from violence. They can't learn anything. They truly believe in the end they will win, no matter what. So they learn nothing from experience. They will not stop. They will be relentless. They will never end. They will not learn lessons. You will constantly have to ratchet it up. And you, we the American people, and forget Europe, do not understand how this game works. There is no end to it. 
Well, that's the same thing with the Democrats and the Progs. They didn't. They didn't. They they're think they're on the same side, Susan. They're no, idiots. They didn't stop right after this report. They're going straight head on, like nothing happened. They can't stop. They must have beat. The they vacation. must lean forward and progress towards our serfdom. Now I'm talking about all this crap around Trump. Right. They don't even care. They have to keep. They can't let Trump continue. He's unraveling everything they've done. It's going in the wrong direction. It's going back to our towards our liberty. That's unacceptable, Susan. Told you the brass ring was too close. They. They want this. They want their horses back on the edge of the merry-go-round. They will not be happy until they have taken our liberty from us forever. And you people in the city don't do not know what liberty is because you've never had any. You live like ants in an ant hill, you idiots. We should, I know, I'm, I'm almost, you know, I, I'm almost for taking voting rights away from people who live in the city. You people are too stupid to vote. What do you vote for? Slavery. Great. Look at the voting, every, every election, look at the vote. Look at the red map. Everything's red except where you idiots are. Then you vote these demon grats into power. Oh no! I don't feel I've lost any liberty because you don't know what liberty is, you moron. Do you hunt for food? Nope. So you're a slave to your job. If you didn't have the job, could you eat? Nope. Can so you can't hunt? Nope. So you don't have that liberty? Nope. You vote to take our guns away, right? Yep. So you'll never have that liberty, right? Yep. So you'll take it away from everybody else that don't care, right? Yep. That's just one liberty right there. I can keep going. How about freedom of freedom to express our religion? Are we allowed to pray in our in our kids' schools? Nope. Why not? Because religion's evil. Nope. <laughs> what? Uh. Do we have freedom from, uh, let's see, uh, freedom, a fourth, fourth amendment, which isn't even necessary. Freedom from being, from unreasonable search and seizures. Do we have that right? Nope. Why not? Cause, you know, bad people, you know, bad people are out there. So you just gotta accept that, you know, everybody needs to be searched just in case. So don't have that right anymore, right? Nope. I keep going. What do you think is the right? Free education. That's not a right, you doofus. How about a right to protect yourself? I don't want to protect myself. I'm a coward. Right. So you didn't have that. You don't even know. You've never had that liberty. Uh, so you want to take it away from those of us who do want to protect ourselves. Right? Yep. This is a, I, I just keep going on. You city people want to take all our rights away because you're too afraid to avail yourself of your own. Think about that. 
Anybody out there that is a conservative listening to this or, or a liberal that just went, oh my God, I just woke up. That's really being woke. Go teach your citified friends what being woke is really all about. Stop taking all of our liberties away because you don't know what they are. You're afraid of them and you don't want them. You don't have to have, you don't have to avail yourself of them, but you don't have to take them away from us either. Those two things do not have to happen. They can live together. You can live in the city without all those rights, without taking it away from us. Leave us alone. Vote for us to have all these rights. You don't have to avail yourself of them. That's called freedom of choice. That's real choice, not abortion. Real choice. You can choose to own a firearm, go hunt, not hunt. I have firearms, I don't hunt. It's too much work for me. But if I have to, I will. I have that right. But not if you take it away from me. I have a right to self-defense, but not if you take it away from me. Look, I don't want to have to defend myself with my bare hands. I'm old and infirm. I'd rather use a firearm. Thank you. I really don't want to have to use a knife either. Too much energy. It's messy. Anyway, how about a right to free speech? That's slowly being taken away, too. You're all for that, too. Hate speech. Hate speech. I hate speech. You already got hate crimes. Where's 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 equal protection under the law? You're already taking that away from us. If I'm white, kill a black guy. Up, oh, that's hate me. I get an extra 10 years just because I'm a white guy killing a black guy. I get an extra 10 years. Well, how's that equal protection? What if a black guy kills a white guy? He doesn't get an extra 10 years. How come? Murder's murder. How come we all don't get the same, the same sentence? Social justice, man. Social justice is, is an equal protection. In and of itself, it isn't, it's an act, it's an oxymoronic statement. It's not social justice. It's social injustice. By definition, you morons. Take that to your friends and vape it. And by the way, I like steampunk. I doubt I like the steampunks, but I, I like steampunk. Anyway. <laughs> you got something to add to this minutia? You had a whole nother segment. I know. I wasn't done talking. <laughs> I wasn't filling. I was talking. I know you were. I didn't say you were filling. But now we're kind of short. Well, I'm not going to carry this over because after today, it's too old. All right. Reading real fast from the Detroit Free Press. Saturday was 420. Saturday, a.k.a. Weed Day or Pot Day. And it means... That means specials for cannabis fans across the country, regardless of whether they can legally buy pot in their state or not. This year, more major restaurant chains are getting in the holiday mood, including Pizza Hut, which has a sweet brownie deal, and Boston Market with its buy one, get one free pot pie deal. (laughs) I love pot pies, by the way. Plus, Carl Jr. says it 
is the first chain to test the CBD burger at one Denver location only on Saturday. CBD hemp-derived cannabidiol is a non-psychoactive ingredient in cannabis that is becoming increasingly mainstream. But I have to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.